0: Holy sweet mother of God shit. Hello, hello, hello. What, what, the, what the hell are you doing? I hope no one's eating dinner. The next best thing, every Monday night from 10 until midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. Fun for everyone except for Dear Jesus. Something like that. Holy sweet mother of God, it is 10 o'clock on a Monday night, so you know what that means. Is it time for your favorite show ever? No! But it is time for the next best thing. I'm your host, Jonathan B. Lerner, keeping you company every Monday night from 10 until midnight right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Can you hear me? One second. Testing. One, two, three. Are we on? Great. Anywho, let's do the housekeeping that we always have to take care of. Let's just get it out of the way right off the top. You can tweet at us. We are at NextBestRadio. That's at NextBestRadio. Or... Go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. A lot of stuff gets posted on our Facebook page, stuff that we talk about in any given episode, information, links to pertinent sites, all that stuff usually goes up on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Radio. Also, if you're really feeling like you want to go all out and write more than 140 characters, more than something you'd feel comfortable posting on a Facebook wall, you can always feel free to send us an email. We are at nextbestthing at radiofreebrooklyn.org. And lastly, we do ask you to remember that we are fully listener and producer supported. If you like what you hear on Radio Free Brooklyn, if you like what you hear tonight, please consider going to our website, going to this show's page and... Donating a little something-something to keep us in business. If you like what you hear tonight, well, a donation could ensure that you will get to hear more next week and the weeks after that. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can go to rfb.nyc nbt. Again, that's rfb.nyc nbt. Oh, man, that was exhausting, wasn't it? It was for me. I'm sure it was for you, too. So... That's all the housekeeping I can think of right now. If I've forgotten anything...
1: Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Good. Here's a little song I wrote. I'd want to sing it note for note. Don't worry.
0: Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I'll make you happy. Not worried. This is the next best thing. All right. So I've talked about on this show a number of times how I lost my dad very suddenly when I was 12 years old. And since then I've seen a number of people lose parents from friends of mine to colleagues at work to my own mother. When my grandma passed away a few years ago. And honestly, through that experience and through kind of that observation, I've really come to believe that if there's one thing that's, pretty common in that experience and it's probably the only thing it's that losing a parent is a truly unique profound form of loss and grief and pain really no matter how old you are when it happens now my mom first of all my mom is a lot stronger than I am and she was 57 when my grandma died and honestly it was she was just as heartbroken as I'd been at 12 and it was just as heartbreaking to see and i know people don't like talking about this stuff i mean people don't like Grief, talking about grief, first of all, it's a downer. People don't want to, you don't want to feel like you're being a downer. And if you haven't gone through it, it's just, it's weird to bring up. It also takes time to even want to bring up. I mean, and in my case, when I was 12, I went to therapy for a little while, right after my dad died. But to be honest, I just remember kind of shooting the shit with the guy most of the time. He was very cool, very nice, but I feel like I spent our sessions talking about anything but my feelings or my dad. And that was my choice. And I don't think that's probably too uncommon. I was 12, after all, and as nice as he was, I didn't really know him. He was, a, he was being paid to listen to me as a 12-year-old. Yikes! Then in high school, there was a group that one of the counselors put together called Survivors. It was for students who had lost a parent. We'd meet like once a month during some random class period throughout the day. And it was a great excuse for getting out of class. But honestly, and I'm just being real here, there really wasn't too much therapeutic value. None of us were really friends outside of the group, and other than losing a parent, we had nothing in common. But that's not to say that my going to a therapist or whatever was dumb. I mean, sending your kid to a therapist after their dad dies suddenly makes complete sense. It feels like the right thing to do. And putting together a group like that one in my high school is really thoughtful and well-intentioned. But the truth is, until people are ready, willing, and able to talk about what it's been like, it's just not going to happen. So, that got me thinking that I would try and sit down with people right here and talk about it. One of the few things I do remember finding helpful in the immediate days after my dad's death was a book. I got a lot of books given to me, but really only one made a difference. It was called How It Feels When a Parent Dies, where 18 kids from age seven to 17 just basically wrote about their experiences and their feelings. They wrote their stories. We saw pictures of them with their surviving parent and other members of the families in the midst of their everyday lives. And it just, it felt good to recognize some of what they were going through and to know that you weren't alone in that. And that inspired me to invite my guest on tonight. So Todd Elkins is from Manchester, Ohio, a tiny village in the state of Ohio He's a, an airline technician, was for Boeing, and he was in the military. We'll talk about that. He can explain that. But he also is a model represented by major model management, and he has some experience in this field, too. So I thought I'd have him on to talk about it. Tadri, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks for I, having me. So what was it? You were in the, was it military? That's
1: probably yeah, the, it. was Air Force.
0: Okay. And you were a technician,
1: right? Yeah, it was uh, aviation. Now, Flight line.
0: you're from Manchester, Ohio, but it says you lived in South Carolina for a while.
1: Yeah, that's where I was stationed.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, so talk about your family situation growing up. Were, you, were your parents together?
1: No, um, they actually separated pretty early. Okay. When I was, I think, like five. My mom and dad separated, and afterwards, they'd, they'd gotten into a new uh, marriage afterwards. Both had, of them? Yep. They both had okay. two children. So I was actually the only child between the two. Oh, okay. And yeah, they, they both split up, had, had their own two things. So who did you live with? I lived with mom. Okay. And you saw your dad like on the weekends or? Yeah. Every, every other weekend. And we would get like certain holidays, like one year we would do Christmas, one year we do New Year's type of thing. Cool. So tell us about your dad a little bit. What was his name? What did he do? Uh, dad's name, Todd Elkins, same as mine. Okay. He was a senior, obviously. That's interesting. Um, he was also, uh, army back in the day. Okay. And he's a great guy. Very charismatic. Always loved making, making people laugh. He always had jokes like on standby, ready to wow, he was, make people smile. You're named after him. Yeah. Wow. I would say I don't necessarily take after his humor, oh, really? but I wish I could. Cause he was always like the light in the room. Do you mean you're not as funny as him or you didn't find him? As... Not as funny as him. Okay. I found him hilarious. Okay. But what was your relationship like with him? Were you guys close? Uh, Yeah. When we were, when we were together, we were close. Um, when I got older, so I left for the air force when I was about 17 mm-hmm. and when I went on my own, I kind of like expected my family to, or my parents to reach out to me and I kind of like got to where I wasn't reaching out because he wasn't reaching out. Okay. And so it kind of like the distance kind of affected our relationship, mm-hmm. but as I um, got a little bit older. I realized that I had to make that active, um, that choice. Just, yeah, make the choice to. Why did you the, decide to join the Air Force? Air Force. I had to get out of Dodge. Oh yeah, <laughs> small town. Yeah, not really a lot going on. I just had to escape. Did it? Did the fact that he had been
0: in yeah. that field? Did that have any effect?
1: Yeah, I wanted to do Army actually originally, but oh, yeah? the Air Force hit me up. They were like, know Yo, your ASVAB scores are off the charts. Like, we really want to use." What your does that mean? Oh, ASVAB is yeah. a test that they give you to figure out which branch of the military you should go to, oh. or what strength you have, whether it's electricity, mechanics, things like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you were seventeen when you left. How old were you when your dad got sick? Um, well, originally he got sick pretty early. I think I was probably sixteen or seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah. So how long was he sick? Um, well, the sickness technically lasted until his death right. when I was about 24, 25, almost 10 years. Yeah. But it wasn't an actual like aggressive sickness. So it was yeah. What, progressive. What, what was thing. this condition? The conditions amyloidosis. Okay. So amyloidosis is a, it's a protein. Mm-hmm. It's a disease with the bone marrow. So when your blood is created, it, I guess it um, creates folded proteins somehow and the pro- folded proteins don't process the body. Okay. And so when a, when a certain organ has a certain amount of Proteins that are folded, that organ eventually stops working. Mm. So, one of his kidneys, when I was sixteen or whatnot, um, one of the kidneys stopped working. So the doctor thinks that, oh, your kidney's bad. Obviously, mm-hmm. you were a drinker back in the day or whatever. So they just swap it out. Is that true? Um, he maybe a little bit. He wasn't like an alcoholic. I okay. don't think. But so my stepbrother gave him a, one of his kidneys. Wow. So you have another life being brought into the you into to the picture but it wasn't a kidney problem at all. It it ended up being amyloidosis. So like six years later and they're like, oh, well, the other kidney's shutting down. What's up? And Mm -hmm. they find this disease.
0: It took, wait a minute. Yeah. It took them, you said six years until they realized that, oh, maybe that first problem wasn't it?
1: Well, it fixed it temporarily. Oh. It actually prolonged the problem. That's the sad part is they could have fixed it originally if they caught it properly, but Mm. they didn't. So they actually let the disease... Fester for a little while. And then whenever they did catch it, it was already too late. So, okay. So you knew that he had this kidney problem.
0: He thought it was fixed for six years. Right. Cause they swapped the kidney. Right. It's like everything's good. So then when you were like 22, you got the bad news that, uh Oh, this is something Yeah, much worse. Yeah. When did you first learn that this, it was really
1: bad. I mean, where were you? How'd you find out? Um, I mean, you, I, I think, um, it, it came so much like it, like I would, we'd have scares all the time. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh, dad has to go to the hospital. We don't know what's going to happen. And so I think I kind of like got numb to it. And so even after the initial procedure, it wasn't perfect. No. Okay. I mean, there were still like hiccups here and there. You had to like go for checkups and whatnot. Blood transfusions. And they
0: never saw this?
1: No. Until, wow. Yeah. Does that... Make you mad? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, it's aggravating. You know, we, we definitely expect our doctors to be more Mm -hmm. educated when it comes to things like that. And, uh, yeah, frustrating. (laughs) Uh, so did you know right away how serious this was?
0: Like in this, like when the, when it was finally discovered that it was actually, is this a cancer? Uh, I think it's a type. Okay. Um, but when you heard that it was this and
1: it was too late, I mean, how'd you respond? How'd you feel? Were you in shock? I mean, I still didn't really know when, when they called me, they were just pretty much said the doctors say that you should get here as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And although it had happened before and there was a a moment where I was like, eh, maybe I'll just wait on this one. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going to be that serious, but I decided just, just buy the ticket, get there Mm -hmm. and thank God. Yeah. Just be with them. So you
0: never knew that like. I'm trying to distinguish. So, UK. Okay, so, he had the kidney sur- surgery. Then six years later, they found out it's massive Whatever you say. Yeah, amyloidosis. <laughs> right. Um, is that you're saying that when you finally heard that that was the diagnosis, it was a
1: matter of days. I mean, it wasn't like cut and dry right there. They still never really figured it out. Yeah, I mean, he would go through. They. So you never really knew. It was, it was
0: like. It was. Fatal.
1: No. Really, but the last time I saw him, they brought me in. They were expecting it to be bad. I think they were kind of like being around the bush a little bit. Maybe the doctors didn't really know how to put it, or Ugh. they didn't want to like kind of their drop gal. The, Yeah, it is. Jesus. <laughs> but
0: okay, so I mean, the next question was how long was it between when you found out how bad it was and when he actually died, and it was a matter of days. Yeah, about a week. When you were you there the whole time? Yeah, because I mean, okay, so tell us the story then. What was it
1: like? What were those days like? I mean, leading up to it and just the final. Moments, um, kind of, kind of tense. I mean, obviously, pretty tense. Pretty Um, tense. Yeah, just having to deal with like getting family, the rest of the family there and stuff to hang with him. But, Mm -hmm. um, it was it was wonderful being able to be around him, and he was, he was, you know, nothing but light the whole time. Oh, he was conscious. Yeah, he was conscious for a couple days. Wow, that's um, good. Because he was on a blood transfusion, Mm -hmm. and was he in pain? uh, At that point there were moments of pain. I don't think it was steady or if it was, he wasn't showing it. He was never the type of person to force his pain on other mm-hmm. people. What'd you guys talk about? Um, just cause you told me that it was, you were pretty much, it was just
0: you and him, right? Can't you say that you were the only one allowed to see him?
1: Oh, well that was a situation with, um, step mm-hmm. and me. It was just us two and she didn't want too many people to be in the room. So she was, Kind of like sketchy with what was bringing that? everybody else in. Was that just the last day? Uh, no, it was about wow. a, a week, uh, like a couple of days. Was that before? Tough? I mean, how was that? Yeah, it was kind of aggravated. Like I wanted I mean, the rest of the family. Why did to be she? There. Why did she make an exception for you? Is it because you were his? Yeah, I mean, she he his main thing was wanting to have the kids together before he passed away. Uh, so she wouldn't let him. Well, the other kids, they they were there. They came a few days before, but they wanted to leave. They didn't want to stay. I think it was they were, a little, they were a little younger, so I think there was a little bit of pain with um, sure. being there in the room. Yeah, and that
0: makes sense. How, did you feel like a sense of denial? I mean, like, when you were there talking to him and you say he felt kind of light, he wasn't really expressing pain, did you think to yourself, well, maybe this will all be okay? I mean, like, maybe he'll recover. Yeah,
1: that was always the, the, hope. the hope for sure. Until you saw. Yeah, well, the doctor gave us an, an ultimatum. What? yeah what do you mean? Um, it pretty much told us that there was no real option other yeah. than to unplug the machine. We could wait and keep them there longer, or we just had to pull the plug on the the blood thinning machine and let nature take its course. And that's what you guys did.: Yeah.
0: So uh, what was your last day with them like?
1: um we I, We played a lot of um, old music that we both enjoyed. Mm -hmm. and um we just sang and danced he danced. he he didn't dance i (laughs) I was like
0: wow (laughs) true
1: (laughs) true i mean he was dancing in bed really so yeah
0: okay because i was imagining him like unconscious the whole time
1: i mean pretty much i mean you could definitely tell it wasn't an easy process for him to be um conscious like there in the moment did he say anything did he know i mean did he had to know yeah did he say anything to you like no we never we never really discussed the um situation. It was un unspoken for sure. We both knew, did you but. get
0: any, was it? Okay. Is there anything that you wished you had said?
1: Yeah. Like what? Um, I definitely wish I would have told him that, um, you no, know, just simple stuff, stuff that like, you don't really think to tell your parents when they're there is, you know, you appreciate them. Um, well, yeah, but, a lot
0: of people don't, and this is not necessarily <laughs> with just parents, but you don't really realize how much you appreciate someone until they're gone. Oh, yeah. Did,
1: um, man. So when it actually happened, it was just who in the room? Uh, it was actually, luckily enough, it was the whole family. When, oh, really? When the line, you know, was flat. We Got were all there.
0: It. it was like that whole scene, huh? Yeah,
1: that was a really interesting story um, for that specifically. Um, because um, I was actually going through a huge, like, spiritual revelation mm-hmm. when this was all going how down. How old were you? Twenty four, twenty five. OK. I was reading Power of Now, mm-hmm. which is, you know, who is that the, Eckhart Tolle? Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Oh, it is. OK. Well, <laughs> yeah. I just guessed. Yep. Got it. Um, but we I was I was reading that it was like kind of like opened me up to um, being connect, being attached to physical objects and things like that. And. um, You. So, so the flatlining. Yeah.
0: So the whole family was there. That's good. Yeah. That's what he wanted.
1: Yeah everybody was there. That was beautiful. But, um, so I was holding his hand until the, the last heartbeat until I felt the last heartbeat. And when that happened, I was going through it. Like I need to stay grounded for him. Cause my understanding was his energy is going to transition. And I wanted to be a grounding, like a, like a stone for him to ground on energetically. Wow. And, but so I didn't want to become overwhelmed with emotions mm-hmm. because I feel like he's the one experiencing a loss. I'm still here. Really? Like it's not that bad. But so as soon as the, the death happened, I was like really trying to like fight it, but it was overwhelming. Everybody else is crying. So I felt the grief kind of like rumbling up and right in that moment, uh, the nurse touched me on the back and she's a Reiki practitioner. I was talking to her about it earlier and immediately I felt a relief of grief Mm -hmm. and I felt just calm and, you know, content. Oh, you felt the relief of grief. Yeah. it, It literally picked it off my back. And I was grounded again and I went into the side room and sat and meditated with some, uh, some music did that you, I enjoyed at the time. Did you
0: <laughs> ever get to, I mean, like, I know that. Oh, I'm griefed plenty. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, cause I was going to ask you, you know, being the oldest, I don't even know if we said that, but you are the oldest out mm-hmm. of all your siblings. How many siblings do you have?
1: Uh, four.
0: And how many of them were his?
1: Two. Okay. Two um half, and then there were um, some step-siblings gotcha. as well.
0: You mentioned wanting to feel grounded and strong for him. Did you feel that way for maybe your younger siblings? Not, not necessarily at that moment, but like throughout the days that followed and stuff? Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, like, because I'm the youngest, so mm-hmm. I never felt that at all. <laughs> right. I mean, you, I felt that in terms of like wanting to be supportive of like my mom and stuff, but I... Didn't feel like a sense. I don't know. Like, that's why I'm curious as to if you're the oldest, do you feel any sense of responsibility, be it real or
1: imagined? You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, there's definitely a sense of responsibility there. Um, I, I was never really like that, that close to, um, that those Mm -hmm. siblings. Right. Um, I'm really bad with like reaching out and calling Well,
0: How many years younger
1: are they? Um, I think they're like four or five. Okay. You think? Um. You've I mean, you've met him a few times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just round. Okay. Yeah. All right. So but,
0: so significant.
1: Yeah. yeah, I definitely should have like reached out more and like to try to like you know talk about everything.
0: Yeah. Would they? Do you think you're close enough that they'd feel comfortable reaching out to you if they wanted yeah. to talk? Because that's really all that matters. I hope so. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, maybe check We're on. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check on that for sure. But um, so in the immediate days after, do you remember how you felt? What all was going on? I mean, how did? Like how other people reacted? Because it was obviously different than you. Was yeah. anyone else's like...
1: Yeah, my grandma was there. uncle's... His, his mom? Yeah. Wow. She was, yeah. Tough. There was... I mean, that's, that's what caught me off guard was their grief. So I think me controlling my grief also in that situation was about them as well.
0: How did people... Okay. How did people try and console you? I mean, friends, relatives. Uh, do you remember... Anyone or anything in particular that really
1: did help? Maybe that that nurse you mentioned? I mean, that was amazing because we were speaking about it before, the whole Reiki situation. Explain um, what that is, the Reiki. Oh, uh, Reiki yeah. is pretty much like energy healing okay. through hands. Oh. Um, from what I understand, the, uh, the Reiki master pretty much just like puts positive thoughts and, you know, touches different parts of your body to and try you know, to balance your you energy. Do you still do that stuff? I mean, I've never actually done. Well, she Reiki, did, she did it, yeah, to me. So, gotcha. But but you, I, I've never seeked it out. Okay. But I have a few friends that do it, and they believe in it. I believe her. Yeah. So, but anyone else? I mean, how did your like?
0: Did your so your mom and your dad at that point were were they? I mean, how was the
1: relationship? Were they cordial? Were they friendly? Yeah, pretty cordial. Okay. I mean, not they were. They lived like five hours apart, so there was no real like interaction. Yeah. Happening. And you said they broke up when you were really young. young. Yeah. So was there any grieving on her part or? She came to the funeral with me. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, obviously it's yeah. horrible to right. see, you right. know, your child go through something like sure. that. Or, and she had you know, been, you know, she know. had been close with this person yeah.
0: at one point. Right. So did you, was there anything that anyone did that was particularly non-helpful? Because let me tell you, so <laughs> we played that song. Don't worry, be happy. Mm-hmm. So here's the story behind that song. Here's a little song I wrote. Um, <laughs> so when I when my dad died, we had been like learning that song in school. And one really nice thing that my school did was uh, when this happened. It was very sudden. I mean, it was like here today, gone. Was the whole grade? Uh, they had them like write sympathy, handwritten sympathy cards. But a good. 40% of them said, don't worry, be oh happy. My. We were 12. We were in the sixth grade. So they were some dumbass sixth graders. Whoa. I mean, really? Because we had been learning that song. And so they're just like, I don't know. Jeez. And here's the thing. Honestly, like, and that's one thing we can talk about. People don't know what to say. Well, adults. And even when people, when I see people go through it, the truth is there's really nothing you can say. I mean, like nothing you can say that's really going to help. But it was just grasping. And they're like, well, uh, oh. I was like, he likes to sing. Don't worry, be happy. Just be happy. So now when I hear that song, I'm like, oh, the son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, so that didn't help. But but do you have any stories like that? Anything? Because, I mean, people do, you know, typically when someone, a family member dies, you know, you have people bringing hot plates over. People try and kind of, you know, oversee meals and whatever. And that can be helpful. But did anything just kind of like
1: you wish people would go away ever. And I was, I feel like it might've been the exact opposite. You wanted people around. Um, I wouldn't, I like venting. I like talking about the mm-hmm. things. So people who had like open ears, mm-hmm. that was really helpful just to like, listen, did people, yeah, I had a couple of friends who, you know, who would just listen. Yeah. Just nice people who knew your dad. No, just oh. friends. Do you have any friends
0: who had knew, known your dad?
1: Mm-mm. Really? Maybe like two or three from high school. Yeah. Do you no. find
0: that? Because I, I'll tell you. So like, like I said, my dad died when I was twelve. A lot of life has happened since then, but I have a few friends from elementary school who, whenever I see them, it is, it means a lot to me that like, because he was like our basketball coach. He had been. They we, we they really knew him. And people think about it. I mean, like people I got close with in high school, college, here, they've never. They they don't know. They don't know anything about that part of my life. So when I go back home, and actually have that connection with people who really didn't know him, someone I can really talk to him about and they remember him, that that means a lot to me. Do you find that at all? I, or do you have that at all?
1: With with family for yeah. sure. A like, lot of my I mean, my friends didn't really like didn't really know him, know him. Yeah. They knew of him. And right? he was sick. he was a coach for me in oh, yeah? in basketball and stuff. Nice. Just like a couple of years. Yeah. So they would they saw him. Yeah. But I don't think there was no real interaction. Okay. Right.
0: But your family talks about him
1: a lot. Yeah. We'll bring him up every once in a while. Talk about some old memories and whatnot. Um, I definitely want to try to like talk about it more now that it's easier so I can learn about who he was when he was younger. Yeah. Is his his mom still alive? Yes. Do you see her much? I don't see her a lot. Um, I'm trying to make it. Where does she live? Ohio? Yeah. no, Like much further away from where my mother lives. So okay. I'm right. trying to make that, uh, make that happen. I,
0: hmm. you know, judging from Facebook and whatnot, you're very close with your family, right? Yep. Those are those, I know your mom and then she has your two sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And so have you guys always been really close? Oh yeah. Are those two sisters, is that, is their dad, your dad? No. Okay. So see, <laughs> how is that? Is that tough for you? Because they don't have that. They don't know because they didn't lose a dad.
1: Right. Oh,
0: is that, um, I imagine that'd be tough because you can't really share that with them.
1: Nah, no, I mean, don't, I don't mean like talk to them about it. Right. I mean like you can't share in that, you know, loss. Right. I'm. Can you, I, or can you? I'm okay with me experiencing this on my own. And then if they ever have to experience it, then I can be a rock for them. Sure. So I, but you have to, I totally get that. I'm, I've always been like a lone sufferer, like a lone wolf. I like, don't like to Audrey, make people feel bad about.
0: But that's not, <laughs> I mean, like I understand not wanting to make people feel bad, but like to be a rock for them you have to have your outlets. Do you have your outlets? How do you grieve?
1: Um or how you know what I mean? I'm by myself. (laughs) Really? Always? Yeah. Is that healthy? (laughs) I don't know. I mean it feels it feels healthy. It helps you? I mean I don't think I'm truly by myself though. (laughs) Who Who do you I mean, I've I've had so many different interactions that there's no there's no way I could think that I'm I'm not with dad. With him? Yeah. Oh, you mean like spiritual? Spiritually. Really? Yeah, energetically, however you want to say it, for sure. Huh. That's cool. very cool. Let me
0: ask you this. Were you, like, you had a girlfriend, a long-term girlfriend. Did you talk to her about this? Is that true? Did you have a long-term girlfriend? Um, (laughs) Did
1: I make that up? Like a year. (laughs) Oh, not like- Long enough. Actually- Did you ever talk to her about it? Yeah. I chatted her, chatted to her about it, and- yeah, she just did pretty much that exactly. She just listened yeah. and, um, you know, gave me feedback whenever it might have seemed like I needed it. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't concerned about myself. There. It
0: worries <laughs> me. I mean, like, I'm the same way. Like, I don't like to talk about myself that much. But, like, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. But it's funny because that makes me think, like, I was going to ask you towards the end, really. When people, like, here, for example, like, let's say someone at a work, a gig that we get. If someone says, like, hey, what do your parents do? What's your initial... Like, do you say, oh, my dad is passed
1: away? Well, bring up what my mom does and then hope they forgot. Really? For both of them. I don't like to, like, bring it up all the time.
0: I don't either. And so what I'll do is I'll just say what he did as if he's still alive. (laughs) Well.
1: Well, I mean, whatever.
0: I mean, can you imagine, like, at our gigs where there's so much going on? And if you'd be like, well... My dad died. I'm not going to get into that. Plus, I don't want to, this is what I'm talking about. I don't want to make them feel awkward. Mm -hmm. You know? For sure. And people do. If like, if you say that, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, and then they don't know what to say. And I don't even, it's kind of like a social, it's just the avoidance thing. That's why this is nice to kind of get it all out there. Now everyone can know. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Okay. So did you have any, there was a memorial service. So you say your mom went with you? Mm -hmm. How was, was it? Nice. I mean, did people speak? Did you feel good oh, about it? Oh, it was
1: wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people went up there and uh, shared funny stories about like, how they touched him, how they how they touched him, how he touched how them. He touched them. Right. Yes, of course. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> yeah, they were touched. Emotionally, of course. <laughs> yes, um, I
0: know. <laughs> did, um, did, uh, did you participate at all? No. <laughs> you, no, I just like of sit course. down and like kind meant, of what else. Yeah. Um, did you get emotional? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. I mean, you said when it first happened, you had this Zen state. So you that okay? So you showed
1: emotion at the because some yeah, people was, don't. That's another. I didn't thing. have a Reiki master to pull me out of that one. <laughs> I was so it was on tough. my own. Was it tough? <laughs> yeah. Was he buried or cremated or what? Cremated. And where were his ashes spread? Um. Actually, we all got oh. a little vial. Oh, cool. So that was cool. So you still have that? Yeah. I went to Burning Man last year and um sprinkled oh, that's it. Cool. Wow. And, uh,
0: yeah. Was he into that stuff?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's all, it's more. It was yeah. more about me oh, and personal. The, yeah. Yeah. Earthly connection.
0: So are you glad you went? Some people. I mean, of course, would you have ever missed the memorial? No. No way. Yeah.
1: I had. I moved I'm things around again. and like definitely made that work
0: out. Yeah. Well, some people they talk like it'd just be too hard, but I can't imagine missing it. Um. A few weeks after it happened, did you find it tough to like how did you find it tough to adjust back to normal life or were you glad to have that distraction or
1: what? What were you doing at that point in your life? Were you in the Air Force? I was here. Oh, you were was here. in New York. Really? I just moved to New York. Okay. I just booked my first modeling gig, runway wow. gig for Ralph Lauren. Wow. And did you almost I it, it's kind of screwed up cuz as soon as I was I was supposed to be there for the fitting. -hmm. Like a week after, or a couple days after Dad passed away. Yeah. So, I I showed up there for a fitting after death after the death of my father, and they evidently thought that my energy was a little off, and they removed me from the roster. Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they well, first of all, let's be real, and you know this, the modeling industry is awful. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like in so many ways. Is that did they really say it was because what did they well, tell they you didn't know. You I know. know. I know. But I'm saying, did they say like your energy's off?
1: Well, they, you know, they picked, they picked the people I went in there. Oh. They're not going to bring you in for a fitting. Oh, okay. And yeah. It was like the, the thing. And then, but I'm saying, did they say why you were cut? No. Well, it's like, I mean, there's only, I mean, I was probably, <laughs> I just got off of I the know. airplane. I flew right back home right afterwards. I literally flew here for a fitting. I know. Like that's oh, it. really? And like, so, so my energy was like very caught up in my world. So you would have probably stayed longer at home, yeah, if You didn't for, have the food? yeah. The only reason why I flew back was for that. Oh, and those, then I got those fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Wow. Was that your first? Yeah, that was your first. But, but the like the transition back to normal life, honestly, like we've always had like a kind of a distant relationship, right. so the tra- the transition was a little easier. Was
0: it nice though to have that distraction, be it whatever, anything, like? trying to find work or going to modeling fittings or whatever. Was it nice to be kind of not have to sit and just think about it? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a few years after losing my dad, I remember a grade school. Now this is, yeah, I remember a grade school teacher and it was only like two or three years after losing my dad, but a grade school teacher of mine lost their, I think mom in a tragic accident. And when I went to visit them, they asked me at one point, when do you start to feel normal again? And it was a heartbreaking question. I don't know. I honestly, I was probably like 13 or 14 at that time. I don't remember what I said. I just remember the question. And if I were to answer it now, the truth is never. Because when you ask that, when you say, when you start to feel normal again, you're referring to what life was like before it happened. That normal is gone. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, like you you know, people use all sorts of different terms. You can use moving on, you can turn, use get over it, which is a little cold, but, or you can use feel normal again. And the truth is like, you don't get over it. You learn to live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a change. And so it's not to say like, so, so when I say you don't get over it, that's not to say that you are just sad and you're just down forever. It's just different. You learn to,
1: you learn to live with that loss. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. I mean, if you have something happen in your life and you want to like reach out to your mom and dad to tell them about it, and you know, you can't do that anymore, right? You just and that never feels normal, yeah. You never like that's a
0: thing, yeah. You don't ever, uh, like so in January, it's going to be 20 years since the, my, yeah, which sounds like a, such a long time, but there are still times when like I'll just stop and think to myself because it was so sudden. I mean, we were sitting on the couch, everything was normal, heart attack later gone. And so I'll still sometimes think to myself, like, did that really happen? You know what I mean? Just cause it's like, you never, it's the craziest thing. And I do remember like the day after, first of all, when it happened. So I was 12 and like, he was a, like esteemed doctor and the thought of him dying, like I, this was a massive heart attack. And it was scary and everything like that. But I thought, thought of it killing him, anything. he could, I could have seen him hit by a semi-truck. I would have thought, oh, he'll recover. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like that was just like, it was like, what? Still kind of. you know what I mean? I don't even know. It was like of all people, like he was like the head of medical education. A he had his own practice. I don't even know. It was like he was invincible to that. So you never get over it you learn to adjust and even sometimes you still kind of, it never is fully adjusted, you know? Yeah,
1: definitely. It's
0: yeah. I mean like, do you have, that's a perfect segue into the next question. Has there been any moments, days or occasions that you've found particular son of a bitch? (laughs) This mic is getting okay. Are there any, yeah, that you found particularly tough? Like I can give you an example seven or eight years after my dad died, my sister's, my oldest sister's wedding. She was the first one to get married. And, you know, it was a big deal. We were, you know, big family, excited, happy. We all, I like, we all in our own way participated in the wedding, big weekend, blah, blah. So I was driving back to school. I, so I grew up in Kansas. I was in college in Indiana. And when we were on our way back after all the festivities, the rehearsals, actual ceremony, perception, everything was over. And when hit, driving back, I was actually gone with someone I was dating at the time and they were driving back and I was in the passenger seat and only then did it just hit me how sad it was that he hadn't been there for that. You know what I mean? And that was the first time that had ever happened. I'd like, even kind of a thought that, oh yeah, there might be an instance where this could happen. Have you had anything like that? Anything like you found yourself thinking like, God damn, I wish he was here.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, for me, it's kind of like, it's kind of, I had to bring it out. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I I guess probably it's more like living in the city, having people around you all the time. You can't really like flow with your emotions like that. Mm-hmm. So you I have these guards that are placed and whenever I want to feel, I I feel right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm at home and I have some time and I'm feeling like, I want to connect with him. I like whip out some pictures and of of us and just like go through the memories and do like little meditations with him in grief and, and those terms. Did he do that stuff? Mm-mm. But that just
0: helps you. Yeah. What did he think of you? Like, had, uh, cause you said you were in New York. Yeah. had, had you, you had moved to New York. Yeah, he was proud. Was he? You know, like, was he excited that you were pursuing? Yeah. How did you come to New York? Like, why did you come to New York? Because you, you were doing your Air Force stuff.
1: Yeah, I was Air Force and then did Boeing for a, for a bit and so, tried so, a business. Oh, yeah. Charleston. You were a personal
0: trainer. Yeah. Did you really... You started a personal training thing?
1: I tried. It was a Tough. massive failure. Oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> it's more like a dream.
0: Well, whatever. <laughs> At least you tried. Yeah, definitely. But like most people come to New York, I mean... To either act or whatever or model, but you, did you always want to model?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend talked me into getting signed with the agency in Charleston. And there was an agency in Charleston? Yeah, really tiny. Wow.
0: <laughs> you were probably the big fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you get sent out a lot? For um, what?
1: Like, what were gigs like there? There was just like weddings, like uh, bridal shoots oh, on like gotcha. plantations kind of thing. Gotcha. Was, That's cool. Yeah. in college college stuff. Yeah.
0: So then did that agency say, you know, you should really be in a bigger market.
1: Yeah. And I was like, um, no, (laughs) go to New York. I was like, screw you, New York. You didn't want to come to New York? No. Too many people. Like, you're a small town guy. Yeah. Small town guy through and through. Really? (laughs) Yeah. It was really like, took a huge thing for, for me to feel like I needed to come here. Just Just, needed a change up. And it was exactly what I needed. New York was. Yeah. Even though you were like, screw New York. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I just felt like it was right right. And it was time. And how long have they been trying to get you to come? Probably like three or four years. Wow. Took a while.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then this happened right when you got here.
1: Yep. As soon as I got here, it was like Uh. within six months, I'd I'd say.
0: How can you talk a little more about these spiritual connections? Like how, like, Mm. is it, and be honest, do you ever feel like maybe it's something that you are, you know, creating? No, I don't even know about creating, but like you, because you need, to feel that, I mean, like I feel, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him a lot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so like, I would, lo- like I want, besides thinking about him and, you know, remembering him, I would kill for some kind of like connection and stuff like that. How did you even come about doing this like meditation stuff with him?
1: Um, I think it was, it was just like situationally. Like I said, I was reading the book. I was kind of like mm-hmm. becoming more aware like of the med- of practice of meditation mm-hmm. type stuff. And So what's like your process? Like if you were to with like just sit down, just sit down and cl- close your eyes and just think of be just feel. You said you had a picture of him. Yeah, I had like a lot of pictures, so this one specific time I was um so I had like all the all the pictures spread out and I was just sitting there um, just taking it in. And then I felt like a huge wave, strong wave of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I started crying. And, you know, we have this, um, all this uh, ringing in my ear that exists all the time. You do. It's like 10 I guess. Oh. But at this moment, the ringing increased to where I could only hear ringing. It was like, it was really surprising. I'm sure there's like a scientific explanation for it or something, but all I could hear was super loud ringing. And I took that as a sign. Have like, you ever gotten that what? checked out? No. I mean, I, I do have um, some type of deaf oh. thing from the military. All oh, the, really? the engines of the airplanes destroyed I my hearing. I thought you guys wear those big. Yeah, they don't do anything. Oh, really? Garbage. <laughs> I mean, they do a little bit, but. Todd. I mean.
0: <laughs> is that when you started hearing this ringing?
1: No, it was way like eight years after. Eight years after. Yeah. But. Oh. I mean, so this was just like, I felt like it was because of you the. you hit gre- the
0: ringing right now?
1: No. Okay, so it's not uh, like 0. 0.5 okay. on a one to ten Richter scale.
0: scale. <laughs> um, but that, but, but that helps you. This, yeah. you know, that process—the kind of calming yourself and feeling a connection. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any dreams about him? Do you ever have any dreams about him? Uh, minimal, like very minimal dreams. Really? Yeah. Did you ever, or was it always just? Because now that you're mentioned, because we're talking about the spiritual things, and you said, "Is it something you're creating?" Well, here's why I don't. I wouldn't even put it that way is because and this is something that I, I mean, so I think the night he died, my dad died. I had this very specific, I mean, it was like this dream where I, cause we had gone on this trip, just the two of us to Florida. He had had, I guess some conferences. I mean, he took me with him cause I loved all that universal studios and Disney stuff. And he took me with him. We did all that stuff together and we stayed in this beautiful hotel that had this glass, elevator that was like internal. So you would go up and down, like in the middle of this huge building. And I just yeah. so love to go up and down. And it also would go like up to like the 30th floor and then it would actually bust out onto the exterior. Whoa. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was cool. <laughs> I can't remember. I wish I could Jeez. plug it, but I don't remember. But like, so I remember riding this elevator a bunch and then the dream started where my eyes were closed and I opened my eyes and I'm on the elevator by myself looking down from the outside part of this elevator, it goes in and I look down and he's just standing there at the bottom, like looking, there's people moving around, but he's just standing there looking up at me, wearing this out, this very prototypical outfit that he would always wear, holding a cup from this diner that we used to always go to. I mean, it was like he was wearing his typical summer outfit, holding that cup, looking up at me and I knew what had happened. Like I knew that he had just, I'd just been told that he had died. And the elevator goes to the bottom, opens, I run up a few stairs to him, and we just kind of embrace and both don't say anything and just, like, cry in this dream. And that was it. And I mean, like, that was as real. I remember every second of it. And it didn't feel like any other dream I'd ever had or whatever. Now, I've had dreams since then that are clearly dreams. You know what I mean? Like, crazy shit happens like he'll be in them, but he'll like, it'll be like, I won't even remember that he had died. Like stuff like that. Right. That dream was very different.
1: And it was like right after.
0: It was the night, I think it was like the sh- night or two. And like, it was like a, I mean, he did. i never, I never saw him cry ever in my whole life. Not once, but in this dream, it was very real. And I remember how it sounded. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, and so like that was different. And so in terms of like that, I think that was something. Now I hold on to that. But I'm not making it up. It did happen, and it did feel different. Is there anything, like, are there certain experiences that you have that feel more real than others in terms of, like, these connections? Or do they all feel very real to you?
1: Mm, I, had, I don't know. Um, Dad always wanted to come in, come to New York to, um, you know, see the city, and he never could. Like, um, he was his very overwhelmed. Wait, cause his kidney situation. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to travel. And as soon as, <clears throat> as soon as he passed away, I felt like he was no longer bound by his body and he always wanted to be close to us kids. Mm-hmm. And who's to say, you know, once he lost that, that boundary, the physical boundary, he could be with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So one of the first times I was like walking around the city afterwards and I had this realization, I was like, Oh wait, dad's no longer bound by his physical form. He could probably experience the city with me right now. So I was walking around and I felt like he was with me. It was kind of like mm-hmm. showing him my favorite spots and stuff. you? Yeah. And could you hear what he might say? Could feel. Probably. Do you have any, uh,
0: do you have like, I know you said you have pictures. Do you have any video like recordings of his voice? And,
1: uh, I've like a old video that, um, he was trying to get on star search. He was oh, like really? singing. Really, um, That I, I like listen to every once that's in a while cool. and a very unique voice. So when you hear it, it's like, you know, it's him.
0: He was a singer.
1: Yeah. He likes singing at that's church cool. and stuff. Wow. That's cool. Do you sing? No, I want to just because he was. Really? <laughs> yeah. It'd be
0: we, cool. Yeah. That's, I didn't, that's cool. And you have that recording. That's awesome. So you can have that. <laughs> um, what was your, I mean, do you have a favorite? I mean, I already asked you if you ever feel angry. I didn't know that they had misdiagnosed it. That's a very clear, obvious reason to feel angry. But like angry that your dad had to go through all that pain, angry that you had to le- lose him so early in your life. How old was he? 45. Like that's way young. Yeah. That's way young. Do you ever feel angry about that stuff or angry about
1: anything? Angry? Probably not so much, but definitely um, there's a lot of sadness and mm-hmm. you know grief in there. Yeah uh, just, I used to talk to him all the time about <clears throat> the surgeries that he'd go, have to go through. And I'm squeamish. I'd have to stop him all the time. I'm like, I know I asked, mm. but I can't really handle that. Like, that's incredible. Like, how do you go through something like that? And he's like, don't have a choice. Yeah. When you want to live, <laughs> yeah. it's it's what you do. So, right. That's
0: how many surgeries did he have to have? Like, I, know,
1: I he probably lost count. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's have uh. like, Bone marrow transplants, blood transfusion. Those are really
0: like I am not a doctor, but I I know that those are really painful. Bone bone marrow stuff is so painful. Yeah.
1: Wow. They have to, like dig all the way through this Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh I know. God. But so, you, but you do you feel angry about the doctor? I mean like do you I mean, cuz you really believe that like had they caught this earlier he could still be yeah. here? And it's not only my situation, it's also the situation that you have millions of other people who trust the yeah. medical community to make their correct decisions and I don't know, they it doesn't always happen. Did he did they ever like talk to you guys about it or were they just like yep, happens? No. It just like happened. I oh, think that the, really yeah, I think the doctor even came to the funeral. And were you like what? Are I'm I- not about it. I'm like, yeah, you're the person who made the wrong call. <laughs> like, yeah. you did, I'm sure you were a nice person in this in the room, but that was because you were probably trying to save your own tail. Was there no one <laughs> to give a second opinion? I'm sure there were plenty, but no I mean, things. it is a super rare condition. So got a a what a really rare condition. Oh, it's I like, thought you said a super air condition. <laughs> I was like, what? Is that what? the name
0: of the hospital? Um, Was this like a? I mean, Manchester was this like Manchester United? Methodist no, like hospital Dayton. Oh, no, um, so it was a pretty big, it was a bigger
1: hospital. Yeah. It wasn't like small town. Oh, that was a big one. Okay.
0: What did your dad do in the town?
1: He, did he grow up in Manchester? Uh, he grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh my so God. Like, God. Yeah. <laughs> so like, was I, oh
0: God. Uh, was that, maybe it was better back then. <laughs> did you like it? Do you like it? I've never been. Oh good. Um, <laughs> don't need to, well, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, is there anything of his that you've kept, like a wallet or an article of clothing or anything?
1: Um, my stepmom gave me his cowboy hat yeah. that he wore at the um, at the Star Stars- Search oh, thing. Oh, really? So that's pretty. That's cool. Oh, cool. Uh, have his ashes, have his glasses, yeah, random knickknack.
0: How are you with her? Were they married when he died? Yeah. So, how's your relationship with his wife?
1: It's it's all right. It's pretty good. I mean, we're pretty distant. Um, do you
0: ever, I mean, cause now that he's gone, do you have
1: ever, like, do you see her? I haven't seen, uh, she actually came to the city, um, a couple months afterwards okay. and we went to Central park and talked. Do you have yeah, any resemblance with her? Um, no, not a little, a little. Well, You maybe. said that the, you didn't like how she handled the kind of regimenting well, who could come in. Well, I wish that that would have went a lot smoother because clearly, you know, yeah, <laughs> A mother's son on a on his deathbed. Is death that who she, she wouldn't let his mom in? Yeah, like that was a problem. So how did the she, rest of the family? They probably don't like each other then. No, there wasn't a lot of good energy there. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah, very unfortunate. But did your grandma get to say goodbyes and stuff? Yeah, we were there. Um, bef- I think before he became lethargic, we they were able to connect with him a little bit, but it happened pretty quick. Did As he have any? He the did he have any siblings? Blood. Yeah. He was a twin and he really? had a, a brother. So He's three a kids. twin. An identical twin? Todd and Rod. <laughs> uh, really? TJ RJ. Is he alive? Um, Rod? Um, Uncle Rod. You is, don't know? Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, come on. I was. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> you. Have I had like, multiple thoughts. Is
0: he? Is it, are they identical twins?
1: Not identical.
0: Does that. Because here's how I see it. For people who need something more tangible than like a spiritual connection or religious or whatever. When people die, you know, there's their energy that's left. But in terms of like actual things you can see, what is it? They're kids. I mean, really, what are people? They are literally, they are made half of their mother, half of their father. So if their father or mom's not there, we are literally part, we are as much of them still walking this earth that's not a spiritual or whatever mm-hmm. that, they're ever, that there could be. Yeah. So we, and like when my dad, like my grandma was alive for, she just died like two years ago, his mom, I felt like that was a big responsibility. I mean, like I felt horrible for her to lose a son, especially just so out of the blue. and she had lost a grandson. She, you know, her husband was gone. Like, so I felt like I really, you know, she needed us, you know? Oh, yeah. So who did your grandma
1: have left? I mean, like she has Rod. Yeah. They're all, they're all up
0: there together. Oh, I mean, is that healthy? My everyone? mom's
1: down North. My mom or my dad's side is all the way up South. It's okay. opposite sides of Ohio. They have the, the brothers, they have kids. So she has grandchildren oh, up yeah. there and whatnot. Yeah. But do you ever check into there? You should. I'm going to. I mean, I've, just I've cause been, it's been on my mind a lot lately. It's just like, you know, you're, you know, you're going to have to squash some stuff. Yeah. And that. Um, conversation and it's hard it's hard to like you are you are what's left of her son yeah indeed really do you like that does that make because when you
0: think about it isn't that nice yeah i mean he's a great human being (laughs) he was yeah what was your favorite thing about him
1: like what did you love or admire the most um his um ability to connect with people really i'm like i'm I mean, me not wanting to come to New York. Obviously, there's some type something going on there with me and people. Well, there's well, or maybe it's just the certain people in New York that you yeah, didn't work. Do you feel that way? I mean, you seem you're very. I'm getting there. I yeah. mean, it wasn't something that came natural to me. Yeah. But now that I've been here for this long, I'm de- definitely getting to where I can. Were you open very up uncomfortable more. at first? Yeah, maybe more like,
0: especially because if I mean, like you really came here like to be in the modeling industry which is just a t- terrible yeah <laughs> i mean it's very judgy You're like look what happened I to know. you your first well. thing it was like here you are getting a fitting and suddenly cut yep. Yep. that's happened to me before it was so awful i mean it was like but it was for a specific thing and we went into this fitting and it was like with the designer and i thought he had loved me i mean he was very nice to me he had talked about what we were going to get and what we were supposed to do and where we we're supposed to be i leave and like two hours later i get a call from my agent being like, Um. yeah, so you're not going to do this anymore. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, whatever. But that's the thing. It's like, it's one thing when you go to audition for something and you're like, you don't get it. It's like, whatever. I wasn't right for the part. But when it's purely about like a look and it's like you were, you just weren't, you didn't cut it. Yep. It's pretty tough and it's just so shallow. So how do you deal with that? Um, well I don't anymore. <laughs> you don't? No, I'm, you're still represented by still, yeah. That's a major modeling yeah agency. But I'm that's literally what
1: it's called. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the name. It is. I mean you don't do like Fashion Week anymore. I've never done it. What? I was I was going to originally. I just like uh, had to go to castings with other oh. like 18 year olds, not other 18 year olds, but just children who like, <laughs> who are all catty and yeah. all this drama. I'm freak. I'm almost, I'm 30 years old. I like, know. but you weren't I time for that crap, but you weren't. I wasn't, I was 25 then, but still I'm like, I'm older <laughs> I, than these kids. Yeah. And uh, this is like a weird, weird place. Awful. You have to spend all your time to get ready for them. And they just, they don't respect your time. No. So, I mean, are you kidding?
0: Up. They'll cut you at the, no. Yeah. Then
1: they don't pay you well. I'm like, eh, am good. <laughs> Didn't they? No. They'll like try to pay you in their crappy clothes they had on the runway.
0: <laughs> I know. And aren't they ugly? Yeah. That's a thing. Like, I, I feel like most of those fashion shows are like, who would wear that? Yeah. I mean, it's maybe artsy or, you know, high fashion couture or whatever. Right. But it's like, who actually wears these clothes? Nobody. <laughs> you don't see anyone walking down the street wearing these weird clothes. Yeah. It
1: would tear. Like, it would tear. Would like and it's out. like,
0: people would look at you like, what costume yeah. are you wearing? <laughs> what century are you from? Really? I don't get it. The future. That's why whenever I did the only, the only, uh, like actual company that I really did like to work with was Nautica. Cause those are real clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was surprised they were even in fashion week. Um, <laughs> What would you say you did get from your dad? Like whether it's a physical trait or it's, you know something else. Do You think you didn't get a sense of humor, you said. Mm-hmm. But um, what do you think do you look like him? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so what did you get from him?
1: Um <laughs> anything? His cough. What? <laughs> Our voice oh, sounds similar okay. sometimes. I thought you meant like
0: his his ailment oh
1: he <laughs> just mean like the sound of his cough yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes he gave me his like, cough it's never gone away it's actually it's actually pretty amazing like oh I'll, yeah. I'll just like you know cough randomly mm-hmm. and it literally sounds like he just coughed next to me to you like
0: whoa that's cool, cool. Yeah. that is probably cool yeah i like that yeah that's cool todd <laughs> um what uh is there anything okay so is there anything that's a physical thing is what would you say you learned from him um, yeah, I mean, like, is there anything he told you in terms of like, you know, tr- actually tried to teach you or maybe just by example, what do you think you learned from him?
1: Um, by example, for sure. Um, uh, the big, uh, slap in the face with material things through this whole situation. Cause you know, you're seeing somebody go through something where they're losing their physical body. Mm-hmm. And if they were involved with having physical things around them, all those things are just disappearing. Mm-hmm. They disappear in one instant everything that you work for is gone. All the money that you saved up is gone. Like if you weren't living life and you were saving your money, you're saving your things. Yeah. Like what's the, what's the point? So it kind of like made me realize I need to be more in the moment and experience the the moment yeah. for what it is. And did he say happy. anything about that? I mean, what the whole be happy thing I mean, not, not, don't worry. Be happy. Just don't be, ha- just be I'm happy. talking about, it's a nice
0: philosophy, but my point is if someone has just lost a loved one, yeah,
1: that's not something you don't even that's like, not hey. something you
0: say. and it was such a cheap, obvious, like cop out. We had knew we learned that song. It's a nice philosophy, but did he tell you that? Or is that something you just
1: learned from? Yeah, it was just me seeing him
0: is what he had. Is there any genetic element to it? Like, should you be getting checked up? Uh, Do you get checked? I, up?
1: It's not a genetic. Just there are genetic versions. Yeah, but he didn't carry the genetic. One. According to the doctor, who according didn't to the doctor, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe you should get checked out. That's good. That's a good idea.
0: Do you <laughs> think? Do you go
1: ever? Um, well, I feel like I. T- I don't go to doctors. My Me doctor either. is my stove. <laughs> what? My s- food. Food <laughs> is my food about? is thy medicine. Hippocrates. That's a
0: terrible philosophy. <laughs>
1: it's a great philosophy. You
0: need to get checked up. I don't go either. Because well, I. Then you need to get checked out. I do, but I'm scared to. <laughs> oh. First of all, it's a pain in the ass. But more than that, I'm scared to. I really am. I just assume. Oh, the, this isn't a good question. Your dad was 45. That's very young. Do you, does that affect how you think your life is going to be in terms of length? Because I just assume I'm going to die when I'm, I really do. Jeez. I do. No way. Do you have. It doesn't. you hmm. picture yourself as like an old man? Yeah,
1: hopefully the do oldest.
0: You, <laughs> the oldest one ever? Yeah. Do you have a living grandfathers?
1: No. How old were they when they died? Um Do you know? I think my maybe like sixties, seventies.
0: That's young
1: sixties. Yeah. But this is this is a thing. <laughs> what we can diet, yo. I mean, of course we can, but like, my point is like Amer- the American diet is like okay. driving us to the grave. But time sooner. Yes.
0: But in terms of genetics, my dad's dad died in his sixties. My mom's dad died. In his 60s, maybe even in his late 50s, my dad died at 52. Right. So sudden. The women, they've lived fucking forever. My grandma, my mom's mom lived till 90. My dad's mom lived till like 94. But the men. So that's why I'm just like, well, I have a good 22 years left. Just be proactive. But you're not. You don't get checked up. Well, I know I'm you're being healthy. Being
1: proactive with the not ingesting all the Todd, sugar and the, the. But is that what. Made your dad sick? No, I mean, there's a lot of things that he, I mean, when I mentioned to him, hey, you ever try avocados? He's like, "Oh, was he oh very- that's too much fat. I'm like, it's a good fat though. But then he goes and gets a burger from Five Guys, like things like that. <laughs> Does He's that like, make all it- right? Do you have any resentment that he did that? I just wish that maybe earlier on he would have listened to me a little bit more when it came, when it came to you know, yeah. health. But-
0: because when I mentioned anger, that's a perfect example. My dad, and I think this is a kind of a typical doctor thing, He should have been like his, like this was a massive heart attack. Like it was like this artery was like closed. That should have, he should have been getting checked up. He should have seen that. And also I think there were stories there was like, he was having some like what he thought was just bad acid indigestion in the days prior and blah, blah, blah. you know, and like he should have gotten checked up. I'm the youngest of five. My oldest sibling was 21. The fact that I was 12 and he was 21, he had 21 years. That pisses me off. Mm. (laughs) doesn't piss me off. But it just—it's hard, and like those are little things that people don't think about. But like every one of my siblings had more time with him than I did. That's tough.
1: Now that you don't have that problem, right? But the value of the time is what's really important. Yeah, and what you're actually experiencing with them.
0: Do you feel like you live? I mean, do you feel like you do you live as he would want you to live?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the like when I see people. Getting pissy about the smallest
0: Well, that happens all the time,
1: right? All the time. Yeah. I'm like you have no idea like what it's like for somebody who's actually experiencing pain. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> yes. And like and they still they don't lash out to the world. Right. But then you you step on a, a rice crispy treat. Or like, I don't know, something or just you like can the smallest you that, thing. Yeah. You're like, what are you talking well, about? Well, that's
0: physical pain, but people also are like, oh my God. You know, like, I wish I wasn't working right now. It's like, okay, right. and I do that. So yeah, we all fall into you're that. You're alive, you're breathing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, like, that's, I remember my, at the end of my senior year of high school, I remember, because we're, you know, everything's ending. And like, I remember at like the last concert or the last performance and all, this, and all the seniors, we'd get up and give speeches. And I remember everyone was getting up and giving these emotional oh speeches about like, as if anyone was dying. And I just right. remember thinking to myself, like, what? No one's like, Just we're all started. still going to be here. Yeah. And like, we can come back and visit. They didn't understand that. And I remember even realizing it at the time thinking, this is the difference between people who have never really lost anything. And someone who's lost some, I mean like everything, Yeah, not everything, but Whew. felt like everything. I think those are, those, those are the difference between people who, you know, cause there's nothing like it. Don't you think?
1: Oh, it's very unique for sure.
0: And it's, do you still cry? Yeah.
1: Do you? Do you miss him? Yeah. Every day. Pretty fre Pretty frequently. I definitely like to be able to have a conversation with them, squash some stuff. Oh yeah. It's like you feel like there's some unfinished business. I mean, I just wish. I mean, for for me, I just wish that I would have got to know him better, much better. Yeah. It's like you know, you just like you were saying, it's like you just go through these, this superficial communication Mm -hmm. where you expect them to be there forever. So you're just interacting, but you never really ask like, what was your past? Like, what was your childhood? Like Mm -hmm. what, you know, how was having a child at 20 or 19? Oh, did he like, yeah, I was really young. He was really young. Of course I was really young. I was a (laughs) a day old. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like minutes when you were born. Yes, you were young. (laughs) Uh,
0: No, that's yeah. And you'll have you been able to like research and find any of that info? Do you ever, that's something that's kind of interesting experiences when you find stuff out about your lost parent that you just had no, like didn't even occur to you yet when they were alive. I'm, I'm trying to get onto that path. Oh yeah. Like, you know, who'd be a great person to talk to about that? Your grandma. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Do you think she'd like to talk about them or would it be tough for her? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'll try. I will attempt to see. I mean, like, I get it. Like, it's not like it's easy. First of all, they don't live in New York, but, um, do you see them like on holidays and stuff?
1: Are no, I haven't tougher? seen him since, um, oh. dad. So it's been about five so years. It's really tough. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like, maybe write him a letter going back
0: in time. Yeah. Oh, you, your grandma or even really, she's the only one that I think you should really reach out to. It's, hap- it's going to happen. You said that you do wish you had said
1: something. What was it? What do you wish you had told him before he died?
0: Anything in particular?
1: I mean, just, like, the whole, like... That you get, love him? Getting to know him, yeah. Oh. I mean, I said that a lot. You did? Yeah. Did you? But... That's good. You know, it's still kind of, like, superficial. Like, what do you love about him? What, like...
0: Well, yeah. But at least, just, you, I mean, saying it's important,
1: I think. Yeah.
0: Do you ever... So you have his... Part of his ashes. So it's not like there's a grave to go visit. Do you think the best way to honor his memory is just by living, right? Yeah. Do you? That's not like,
1: I I truly um, believe that like every that's just like gets, gets me kind of like ramped up when I see someone complaining about little stuff. Cause I truly try to like not affect the people around me with crap like that unless I can help them with the situation. Mm -hmm. Like it drives me nuts to see people. When, uh, and I guess my, one of my last questions would be
0: if, and maybe this has happened, but like when friends of yours lose people, whether or not they reach
1: out to you, what would your advice be? Just um, make, it cl- make it clear that you're there for them if, if they feel like reaching out or if they want to. Maybe, you know, hang out with them mm-hmm. and just, just be with them around those tough times. And if they want to reach out or talk about it, then they will. If not, just like, you know, interact with them the way you normally would. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. Is there anything that you wish anyone had done for you? Not really. No, I mean, it definitely would have been nice to have some of the people who were close to me back then. Um, Feel more comfortable. Like, yeah, because yeah. sometimes like you can't talk about emotional things like that, and pe- like, people get like caught up in it, right. or they don't like talking about it. So I had f- friends that were kind of like that. Oh, which, yeah? Yeah, they didn't really like talking about stuff like that, or they felt like they couldn't say anything to help my situation. I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking yeah. to have you listen. Yeah. (laughs) Just listen. Right. You don't really need to give the feedback. No. Yeah. Do you have people to listen now?
0: I don't, It worries me that you said that you grieve all alone. I mean, like
1: I know, cause I know what you mean. Like I I do too. Right. But I feel like that's the way you, you can really tap into your own personal connection with them. It's like, well, but I'm I'm in my own world. Like I said, the whole, I actually had this one mm -hmm. uh, two experiences where it blew my mind. mm -hmm. Um, so I was pretty much doing the same thing, meditating. Yeah. And I was, I was laying down, doing a little meditation, thinking about dad. And I felt this brush of wind on my, on my arm. The, the windows are closed, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and when I feel that I'm thinking in my head, mind you, there's this, um, air filtration system inside the room. So I'm thinking in my head, like the, the brush of the wind. I'm like, wow, that was weird. Was that, was that you dad? Cause like, I'm thinking about him. Yeah. And as soon as I think that this clicking that's going on in the back of the room stops hmm. and then it continues again. And then I think in my head again, I'm like, okay, if that was you do it again. And it stopped and it continued again. The exact same manner doesn't stop ever again. Really? <laughs> like it's never done that. It and it was corresponding directly with my thoughts, hmm. which is mind blowing to me. Yeah. At this other time mm-hmm. where I was walking home from, from work, mm-hmm. I stopped at the grocery store mm-hmm. Um, grab some some snacks, and my total is 1988. So I'm like, Your birth Wow, year. that's my birth year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So I walk home. I'm kind of like doing a walk slash skate thing. So it was like, so I get home at this very specific time, nine ten. My month, my birth month, my birthday. Yeah. And wait, that's what time? Yeah, that's literally the, yeah. the time I got back. And. The light bulb is out in the kitchen. Like there was a few more things. I was like, all right. So I had to leave to gr- grab a light bulb for the kitchen and glue for my shoes, like random stuff and glue for your shoes. Yeah, it was like, okay. it was so random, but you were a I, skater. You were I, a skater. I, yeah. <laughs> so I, I check out the total there is 1967 and I'm like, and I call mom and I'm like, mom, what year was dad born? 1967. Wow. So I just got, what even made things.
0: you think to. I don't know. Just it was to, like,
1: cause the 1988, I'm like, Oh, I've never yeah. seen my birth, right, 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 my birth year in huh. a total. That was interesting. And that then is. it kind of like caught my attention with that. And it led to that, but that was mind blowing. And
0: did you feel like that was, he was trying to tell you something? or just trying to say like, I'm
1: there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You don't know, have to, I don't know. I don't put yeah, yeah emphasis yeah. on what it is. Right. But just knowing that there, he's there and had you been going through a hard time? At that time, I mean, if it was a hard time, it was just because of him, because of lack of him. Oh, yeah? For sure. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It happens frequently. Does it? Yeah. I mean, And what do you do? I mean, what can you do? I don't know. Now it's just like, I'll just think about him. Like, um, actually, this this one time I was going through all these different memories that I had of him, and I actually had the most random memory that I don't even remember happened hmm just slapped me in the face i was like wow oh god that did happen and like i it wasn't a, a prevailing memory of my brain right yeah but through the meditation i was able to like pull a memory out of my butt i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> oh so
0: it happened during a meditation yeah
1: i was just like
0: so it sounds like you're an advocate for this is this transcendental meditation or just
1: mm-hmm. okay so it's <laughs> it <was> normal
0: meditation <laughs> <laughs> that's a howard stern and like jerry seinfeld these celebrities are very yeah. big on tr- Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about it?
1: Yeah. Oprah does that too, right?
0: I don't know. I'm sure she's probably like everyone should do that. (laughs) She's on her network. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks so much for coming in and opening up and being so open and honest. I feel like it's good for people to hear this. It helped me when I was going through this to hear people's experience. And it is different for everybody
1: it's like, yep. like we're saying, it's just amazing just to let them, let somebody know that you're, you're there for them because they know that, that you experienced something.
0: And the truth is y- you'll find yourself at a loss. You'll find yourself trying to think of what to say. Don't bother. Yeah. I mean, like you just let them know that you're there and that's it. That's all you can really do. Yep.
1: You know? Yeah. Very, very uh, energetically sensitive environment. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to poke and prod for, right. by any means. Right. Right. Right.
0: Well, we've been talking to Todd Elkins about grief, losing a parent. Toddry, thanks so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Jonathan. All right. You've been listening to The Next Best Thing on Radio Free Brooklyn. We're just about out of time. As I say at the end of every week, apathy is the enemy. Care about what's going on. Know about what's going on. Follow the news. Read the paper. Learn something. Take some action and maybe make a change for Radio Free Brooklyn. This has been The Next Best Thing. I'm Jonathan B. Lerner. Good night. You're listening to the next best thing. You're listening to the next best thing. Ding, ding, ding dong.